0: Greetings, Troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men podcast. I am Renee Coleman, sitting once again in Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge. Across from my co-host, the original Troubled Man for Troubled Times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny.
1: Hey, man. What's going on with you? Hey, 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 man. Yeah, doing it was, all right?
0: I'm doing good, man. I was out of town uh, since the day after we did the last podcast uh, recording. I had to uh, uh, get out of town the next day, go up and play a, a string of uh, four dates with the iguanas up in the northeast. Played a couple of uh, Virginia and did dates. Did
1: you get sick again? No, Seems no, like no. Every time you go on tour, you guys get sick.
0: No, no, that was just the last time, actually. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I generally stay pretty healthy on the road. I mean, you got to, you know, it's uh, you got a job to do. But, uh, but yeah, no, no issues. And uh, you know, the played a, a, a festival that was outside in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and uh, that was that was friday uh well attended it's very hot up there It was hot everywhere on the on was trip. that
1: a pro-choice festival
0: um i i don't know i mean what I, was I, the name I, of the festival it was actually called the the bayou boogaloo festival bayou it's, boogaloo. It's, it's it's it predates the new orleans bayou boogaloo and it's traditionally had uh a lot of new orleans acts
1: and and Did they just, have bayous up there
0: um well it's right in the uh, the Norfolk, whatever it is, the Sound or the Bay, you know, they have uh, like a an aircraft carrier there. There's a big naval installation there in uh, Norfolk, Virginia.
1: So, so they can fit battleships uh, battleships and aircraft carriers in bayous up there.
0: Well, it's no, it's not a bayou. <laughs> it's just a body of water, as I'm so saying. I guess they it has, call it uh, the
1: Bayou Boogaloo. Bayou
0: Boogaloo, yes, because they have because they have a lot of uh, New Orleans and Southern acts. You know, like they would have, like uh, Little Feet would play there, even though they're not a New Orleans band. They play that kind of you know swampy style of music. Anyway, we played that for many years. Went back and did it again. You know, they had it. Obviously, took. Uh, had canceled it for a couple of years, but just like Jazz Fest and French Quarter Fest, it was back on in full force. Uh, a lot of New Orleans bands up there, saw some former Troubled Men, Podcast guests. Uh, oh yeah, all like us. who? Well, Brad Walker played uh, right after the saxophone player. He was playing up there with the the, the New Brad? Orleans suspects. Brad, Brad Walker, Walker. yes, yeah, a great. Uh,
1: he was our guest
0: saxophone player. Yes, we did it remotely. Uh, he was so so. You didn't you weren't sitting in the same room with him, but yeah, he was a terrific guest saxophone player. How
1: long ago was that?
0: Yeah, a few months ago. It wasn't that long ago. It was in the in the last uh, fifty within the last fifty oh, episodes. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so moved on from there. Went to uh, DC played a show in D.C. proper right downtown. It was... uh
1: uh, that's the abortion show you played in D.C. Right? Um, I, I,
0: I don't know. I don't re- I don't remember which was which. You don't know actually. where
1: you played? Well, no, I remember where
0: I played, but uh, I don't remember them any of them being particularly, uh, uh, you know, politically oriented. It was. Uh, that's a big was, thing right uh, now? As Dylan would say, you know, it's we're mostly like a song and dance band. You know, we try to <laughs> we try to keep it light. Uh, <laughs>
1: Dylan, so, uh, he's still alive. Dylan, yeah,
0: Dylan is still alive, yeah, I just saw him. We, we saw him. Uh, uh, what do you mean, couple we? Months ago, I didn't see him. Me and my family saw him a couple of months ago, and I talked about it on the podcast. Oh, yes, really? Me, yes, still quite alive. Um, and then we uh, then we played in Annapolis, Maryland, so another uh, another big naval installation. We were hitting
1: all the hotspots up there. Well, that sounds fantastic.
0: Yeah, so, it really uh, and, does. And, uh, you know, everybody got back. Uh, all the shows were well attended, and uh, everybody got back healthy. We're going to be here for a few days, and then... Uh, uh, take off for
1: Hawaii. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Going, Hawaii?
0: Yes, going for the... What the uh,
1: hell's in Hawaii? Well,
0: you know, they have the, the the sponsor that we had a couple of months back, the uh, the ninth annual Big Island Blues and Jazz Festival is going off on June the 4th at the uh, Mauna Kea Beach Resort, so... I'll be and there. you're a blues band. Uh, we're gonna do whatever they want us to do. You can call it, call us whatever you will. You know, we're go- we're do gonna. You be... wear
1: puka shells at this <laughs> festival?
0: <laughs> that would be a sight, manny. Yes, for if I would come back with puka shells, or if I'd come back with like a a, I had a, a, a braided piece shell. of hair with uh, with some beads in it, that that would be. Now,
1: does Don uh, Ho appear at this thing? Uh, you know, now that is Don Ho still alive? I have no idea. That's a but, good question, manny. But. Can you imagine being the mother of Don Ho, called Mom Ho? (laughs) Your mom is a ho. (laughs) Dad ho. Yeah. Sister ho. Sure. I got a cousin ho. Sure. A host of hoes. Those Hawaiians, they're crazy. You know, they dig these huge pits and they put pigs in them. Oh yeah, and they, they cook them a, a luau, sure. Yeah, a luau, yeah, but yeah. you don't eat pig, do you?
0: I don't, I don't, but I yeah. do have Hawaiian cousins who uh, who have those stage those luau's uh, actually in North well, Carolina. Who, who, are co-
1: you have Hawaiian cousins in North Carolina? I do.
0: I have a, a, a whole a whole slew of How Hawaiian cousins. How do you have cousins? Hawaiian
1: cousins? And you're a Jew. How do you have Hawaiian? It's crazy, cousins? man.
0: It's because uh, it's America, man, and anything is possible in 2020. <laughs> no, Whoa. so I I had my my uncle, my my mother's brother uh, was in the Marines. He was stationed in Hawaii, fell in love with a Hawaiian girl, married her, brought her back to the U.S. They had about uh, eight kids together, and they and have a
1: laundry mat now. No, no, no. They all they
0: all do different Dry things. Dry cleaner. But, uh, no, no, no. Um, but uh, actually, they are they have uh, a
1: faux. They are big a into fake surfing. Chinese restaurant. No,
0: no, no. They're Hawaiians, but they okay. but they're they're very tall but they Hawaiians. They claim
1: to be Chinese. No,
0: no, no. <laughs> I don't know. But, but they're uh, they're your cousins, they're, right? Yes, they're my first cousins. They're, they they they, they uh, do a lot of surfing. Uh, you know, oddly enough and and, uh, and then one of them is very into uh Hawaiian culture and even stages these uh, uh luaus there uh, puts them on so
1: where is these
0: luaus uh they do them like around Raleigh North Carolina or, oh, or uh, more head city country uh, it That's is tobacco, tobacco country. country yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely
1: military where luaus and Burnings of pigs. Oh yeah, and smoking non filters.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Manny, uh, Speaking of cigarettes, we we've been kind of toying with the idea that we m- both might start smoking again. You know, because uh, uh,
1: when did well, that come up? Uh, we, we've heard. talked
0: about it on the podcast. Maybe really? you, don't, you didn't listen to those episodes, but I'm uh, thinking I haven't listened uh, to
1: one for since like 1987, <laughs> and we weren't even doing the show then.
0: Okay, no, no.
1: no I think show 87, which was. Uh, I have have no I
0: idea. Kn- I yeah. knew you were you were not going to be able to pull. I, can, yeah. I can't even pull it up.
1: I think anyway. it was uh, Carlo Nuccio's trip to Vegas. Okay, maybe All we right. had uh, our, our his Winnebago show. Anyway, go ahead. With, uh, anyway, what are so talking about? I
0: think we were talking about uh, starting smoking again, and now they're talking about uh, outlawing co- uh, menthol cigarettes. So I'm thinking maybe I want to get in on the on the on the the cools while while I still can, you know. Start start well, smoking cools. Anyway, I you do cools. that, <laughs> Anyway, see I just, uh,
1: see the company you have with that.
0: Just just toying toying yeah. with ideas. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, do you have something, Manny? Go ahead.
1: No, I don't have anything right now. You're okay. on a roll.
0: I am. I am. Well, I, I had a uh, a very New Orleans uh, experience today. So what? It's uh, you know. They
1: wrote you a ticket for driving safe. <laughs> <laughs> the stupidity of this city continues.
0: Right. Well. Well. No. no, that uh, didn't come into play in, in this story exactly. Okay. What happened? But uh, so I had to mail a couple of letters. So I go to the post office, and uh, you know, the, since the the keys to the the postal workers uh, have the the keys to the the satellite mailboxes got lost. So now you can't put your mail in those because any criminals could open them up, and there was a whole thing of people stealing mail and washing Where do you drop checks. Your and mail all. Off? So I go to the the, uh, the post office on Carrollton Avenue. You know, oh, okay, I, yeah. So, but yeah. they have the the actual the outside mailboxes are all wrapped in uh, in uh, what shrink is it? wrap. Shrink wrap, yeah, yeah. You can't put anything. in. So, so I have to walk inside, put my three pieces of mail in the in the slot. I'm walking out. Here comes George Porter, former guest George Porter, great bass player with the he meters. He was
1: a coach of the Saints, He's walking George Porter.
0: George Porter, great bass player with the meters, uh, uh. Uh, is, is walking towards me. I go, oh, day, George. He goes, all right, man. And he right, stole man. your mail. He goes, all right, man. He gets a fist bump. Uh, he goes, all right, I got all the bass players out here. Okay, very nice. Uh, you know, very New Orleans moment. So then I get in my car, and I drive down to the grocery store. I got to pick up a, a rotisserie chicken. And uh, so I'm, I get that. I'm walking through the store and I'm rounding the corner. Here comes George out of an aisle. <laughs>
1: He's right behind me. <laughs> so he was stalking me. I was you. like, oh,
0: Jesus, man. I go, God. I said, I said well, you know, George, I, now I have to talk about this on the podcast. I said, but look, I'm going to my house now. And if you show
1: up there, <laughs> I'm going to be worried, man. Now, how is parking on your street now? Are they still doing f- work?
0: It's still totally torn up. And yeah, you got to go. You know, three mile, literally three miles an hour down the street to not ruin your car, and you know, well, I got I got room for three cars in my driveway. So,
1: so George parked there.
0: Well, he hasn't shown up yet. He he may be there now, but uh, you know, I'll, uh, he'll have to leave a message. Okay. Anyway, very New Orleans moment there.
1: Uh, I thought you know, it's a very New Orleans moment that I heard just today. Tell me the uh, the stupidity of this city just breeds more stupidity. Over and over again. Is this is a popular
0: a, segment on the podcast, by by the way, Manny. People always always comment that that we love when Manny <laughs> trashes New Orleans over well, and over yeah, again. Well, yeah, it's so
1: easy to because it's such sure, a fucking sure. pathetic L- city, low hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, yeah. Even
0: sometimes I have to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, but anyway, uh, what's what's no, your gripe tonight? I just heard
1: today mm-hmm. actually on the way here. Um, is that, you know, the city just breeds, like you've said this before, inertia and and I think stupidity, that it it filters into, like, companies, you know, out-of-town companies and stuff and organizations. and In Uh, uh, In fact, I just heard today that the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, you know, they announced today that their superstar, Zion Williamson, is now cleared to play. (laughs) <laughs> basketball season's over they're not going to play again till October what
0: the fuck was that about anyway so they
1: released a press saying Zion's cleared to play what
0: uh, What was that about were you following that at all where the guy's been begging to play well, the no, whole time uh, no, no, and then no, no, they, no, his no, doctors yeah. say he's ready to play and the team's like no he's not ready to play Like, I don't know what goes on politically with that or some, some shenanigans for uh, sure
1: you know um I just think, you know, basically what I feel, my gut feeling is, because I've been a basketball fan for the last 40 years, 50 years or so, um, uh, Duke players, uh, uh, players from the Duke University who are superstars at Duke never pan out in the NBA. Hmm. One out of every 10 does. Hmm. One out of every 10 Duke player pans out. Why is that? I because I have no idea. Is it because Duke is ninety nine percent white and they have a whole all black basketball team? I don't know. And these kids, you know, are con- considered, you know, gods at Duke and stuff like that. But very few. You think Duke they're play. too
0: pampered and they, they, yeah, they don't have the, yeah. the grit to uh, Yeah,
1: no, no. But I just thought it was funny that <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> He's cleared the play. Yeah. As yeah, the we, NBA Finals are around the corner, right. and the Pelicans are not there.
0: Yeah, we could have used him in, the, in that playoff uh, series. I don't know the, if you could have or not. No, I don't, I
1: don't know. know. We'll see what happens. But yeah. I just thought that was hilarious that, you know, uh, that he was cleared to play, yeah. even though their season's over. <laughs> You know,
0: timing is everything. Well, yeah. I mean, who, who's
1: the PR person for the Pelicans? <laughs> right. You know, I, I have no idea. Is it Chris Owens' agent? <laughs> I don't know. No. I, I have no idea. But yeah, uh, so that's been going on. And uh, uh, also, I, I have to tell you, uh, you know, uh, my wife has been uh pressuring me to get a second booster shot. Mm-hmm. I, I, did you get a second booster? I sh-
0: did get a second booster yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've been weekend. saying, you know,
1: why do I need a second booster shot? I got the two shots. I got the one booster. I feel fine. This this kills everything. The booze, I, yeah. The uh-huh. booze kills everything. So, <laughs> you know,
0: including your liver. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it kills everything. <laughs> and you know, I'm fine with that. I, you know, what do right. I have to live for? Sure. No, I get you that. Know? my daughter, I, she hates us, and uh, <laughs> she, you know, she just looks at us like, you know, who the fuck are you? And she doesn't even want to hang out with us anymore. Anyway, but that's all punk rock to her. Sure, sure, that, sure. Yeah
0: yeah, 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 yeah. That's, but so my so wife
1: was forcing me... Uh, the booster, second booster. Yeah, the uh-huh. second booster. And I said, all right, all right, I'll get a sure second. that wasn't code? <laughs> Co- <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, get this. I don't know. I have no idea, Rosie. But uh, so I, I went and uh, just a few days ago, I got the second boost. Okay uh Unwillingly, I got it just mm-hmm. to you know just to keep her from talking <laughs> um, so but I never f- I had the after effects of this second booster were like insane. I had like twenty minutes later, I had this huge headache, and then I had this stiff neck, and then I had numbness in my fingers. All this was going on, after, like 20 minutes after this shot. Thank goodness I made it home. And then I noticed that my right testicle was shrinking. It started to shrink. And then, Rosie, I went blind for like three to four minutes. I could not see. I could not see a thing. And I mean, you might think it's funny, but it was not funny. And then I laid down in my bed, or lied down in my bed, I don't know what the proper English is, Uh and I started to shake and quiver. Uh And uh, my wife came up to me and she said, what are you making for dinner? And I said, can't you see I'm in pain right now? And she just ignored me, and she says, I'd like to have some fish. So... Anyway, okay, that's it. All
0: right. Well, I thought we were going somewhere with that.
1: Well, you think that's funny? You're laughing. I think all of that was metaphor. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah no, we're funny. gonna have to have to. Uh, we're gonna devote
1: a, a, a graduate level class to deconstructing that little tale. Everything went back to normal, except my right testicle. Okay. It's still the size of a dime. Huh. All know? right. Well, and Truman's on the dime, right? Isn't Truman on the dime? Uh, or is, is that Eisenhower? No, Eisenhower is on the wooden nickel. Okay. Truman's on the dime. Uh, I'm not sure that's true. Uh, oh no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. you're right. you're right. you're right. I you're right. know my coins, All right. man. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get back I know to that. Loose and, uh, the loose change. Yeah, yes, I know loose change, on. man. Right, right.
0: Well, uh, well, Manny. Uh, you know, we we got a, c- a couple of minutes here. I guess we really should be getting to our guest. Um, but but we lost a great today. Did you see uh, that? No. Who's that? Ray Liotta.
1: Oh yeah. We
0: lost Ray Liotta today, and and I was they actually as they were flashing through his career, they flashed uh, uh, not the real the real juicy part of the scene, but one of one of the most. Powerful scenes. Oh yes. You'll one of
1: our favorite. Ever scenes. see? Yes, yeah. yes.
0: Where the it's from Goodfellas. Where he it's, uh, acro- beats hell, across a pistol whips from, that guy yeah. across the
1: street from his girlfriend. We used to watch house. that over and over again. Remember, like 20 <laughs> where, years ago. Yeah. Where,
0: now I heard I I heard somebody talking about that that scene and and they were they were saying that when they cut the movie for television they they kept the scene in but they they cut it down to like three pistol whip strikes with a cut in between but the actual theatrical version is something like like 28 strikes with no cut at all well (laughs) yeah
1: now what i did i i just hearing was he sick
0: um, didn't say he was sick. He was like 67, which is not very
1: old. But Was uh, it revenge from the pistol say, whip, Well, I, I didn't say <laughs> that. said
0: he, he passed away in his sleep in uh, somewhere in South America. That's
1: like, a way to go, don't yeah, you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dominican, yeah, yeah. Republic.
0: Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic, okay. Yeah, well. All right, Central fuck America. Fuck the
1: Dominicans, man. Well, I hate um, the
0: Dominicans. Uh, now you had to bring that up, Rosie. So yeah, you know, I don't like
1: Dominicans. I love all peoples of the world except Dominicans. You ah, know that, Rosie?
0: He's got an axe to grind. Something, something to went down. Back, yeah, and, uh, something went down. You don't know the
1: Padre Delio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. Como? <laughs> no, so yeah, Ray Liotta, yeah, he was a good guy. Yeah, yeah man, some great rules. Yeah, he, roles. Uh, he, uh, he uh, his, I don't know um, if he was, his first marriage, he had a uh, Vegas Elvis marriage. Hmm that I happened to be in town for and I heard about it. And so all the people were trying to find where they were going to party after that wedding. And the word was going out where, where's Ray and his wife. And she was hot, man. She was a hot thing. And then basically I think he just went back to his honeymoon, Caesars and tried to make a baby. I don't know if they ever, but about two weeks later he was on Letterman and he showed video of his Vegas wedding with Elvis, uh, minister and stuff like that which was kind of cool yeah well he'll be missed and you know what he's an icon because of that movie scorsese made him a star yeah um and you know the, the the funny thing is like he was in that movie uh with uh melanie griffith um What's the name of that movie? I forget. It was it was a few years before Goodfellas came out, where he played the the boyfriend who was really evil, and Jeff Daniels was the cop investigating the boyfriend, and he falls in love with Melanie Griffith. And what was that? The
0: wasn't the the something about the heat?
1: Um, something wild? I think no, it was no, called. No. Was it something wild? No, it I, wasn't. Uh, I don't know. Okay, but anyway, um, Scorsese said. When they were casting Goodfellas, he said, Bob De Niro, you're gonna play the Henry Henry part. And Bob's like Oh no, I'm too old.
0: Body heat. No body no, that's heat was not
1: William, it, okay. No, body <laughs>
0: Okay, <no>. never mind. <laughs> You've <Sorry>. got mail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. No. De Niro said, yeah. De
1: Niro said, I'm too old to play Henry and, and and Scorsese's like he can do it, you can do it and and De Niro said no. I'm not doing it. I'll do Jimmy Uh Conaway, and which was perfect. Dinner was smart. He said he told Scorsese, "Find this guy Ray Liotta. He was in this movie. It's called Something Wild." Okay, all right. It's called uh, now that my memory's jogged. Yeah, it's called Something Wild. Okay, it's a uh, who's the fucking director? The guy who directed uh, Silence of the Lambs did Something Wild. Okay, Uh, he also did that Talking Heads uh, concert film. Okay. Uh, s- uh, right. Anyway. The, the
0: listeners are screaming at the at the Yeah, uh, they're at screaming. Like, right Manny, <laughs> you're right.
1: Renee, you're wrong. Manny, you're wrong. <laughs> you know. All right, right into us. Yeah, it, right folks. Into yeah, it, right yeah. now. You can, uh, yeah, you can. But me on anyway,
0: podcast at gmail.com.
1: So, De Niro told Scorsese get Ray Liotta for the Henry Hill part, and he read him. And Liotta was living in New Jersey with his parents at that time. And he had just made a few big parts, you know, mm-hmm. Something Wild and some other stuff. And his dad drove him into New York and he's rehearsing with his dad in the car, the lines, you know, the audition. Mm-hmm. And he got the part, you know, he's got the part. But you know, like, De Niro's helped a lot of actors. In fact, remember that movie, Do the Right Thing, the Spike Lee movie? Spike Lee wanted uh, De Niro to play the head of the pizza parlor. Oh, okay. And De Niro said, no, Spike, I'm not doing it. You should get Danny Aiello. Right on. And Spike said, Oh, yeah, he's pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's an iconic part. Yeah, for sure. it's a I mean, great yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. And
1: so, you know, De Niro's helped a bunch of people get right parts. on. Shout it's out not to Not uh, me, though. Not, never not, helped, you know, never You oh, never help. You get a part. not yet, Manny. Not yeah, well, yet. You not, might, yeah, might just. Yeah, you're you're you're
0: yeah, uh, aging yeah, yeah. like a fine wine as yeah. a, as an actor. It's uh, yeah, well now. Ray Liotta's vines. gone. When they, you know, might, really be, sad might, because might be, he's uh, very.
1: He's like our age, isn't he? A few years well, old.
0: He's ten us? years older than us. Oh yeah, really? Yeah,
1: okay, yeah, then yeah. we got to shop Right. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, Manny, we should get to our guest because he's—he's not going to push his way in here. I can tell already. You know, he seems shy. He's well. Oh yeah. Well, he's shy. Well, he's—he's—he's he's, he's like a. Definitely. He's like the—the—the the, the racehorse uh, behind the gate. He's—he's—he's—he's he's, 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 he's ready to go, but he's—he's. He's,
1: but the jockey hasn't whipped him yet. Right. 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 Well,
0: Okay, so uh, can we can we get to our yeah, guest here? Sure, all yeah, right, that. so uh, this is a guy. He's, he's a, a native New Orleanian, or maybe I'm I'm letting uh, t- too much out of the bag by <laughs> saying that. Uh, so, but we're going to get to all he's of it. He's a so, naked he, New Orleanian. Uh, he's uh, well, try it, to be at times. Yeah. He's he's quite naked. I'm sure. Uh, but he's. Uh, I was looking up his, his uh, looking him up on the internet, and uh, even though we've known each other for a long time, it's, uh, his LinkedIn page uh, describes him as a as a music business professional. That's so, a lie. So I want (laughs) to want to hear about that. But I know him as a he's a music fan. He's a conga player. There's no profession in the music. He's uh, he's uh, been very forthcoming about his his speaking about his time uh, in the uh, in the service uh, during the Vietnam era. So we want to hear about all this stuff without further ado, the great Rosie Rosado. Welcome, Rosie.
2: I'm waiting for the great part.
0: Okay, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's not <laughs> uh, there yet. G- great Rosie, greatness is within our
1: grasp. What's Rosie graph. short for? Rosada. Uh, okay, so what's your real first name? Rosie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. and judges get the others. Uh, right okay.
0: There and you by go. the way,
2: I, I am a native. Right. Okay. But I'm so I'm a hybrid.
0: Okay. Go on. What is explaining that? When
2: I was three and a half, uh, my older brother, my older sister, and I were literally kidnapped by my mother, and transplanted to Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Hmm. Uh, was just, that
0: for your own safety or was that a criminal act?
2: Uh, depends on who you speak <laughs> <with>. sure. <laughs> to. Sure. Right, to be candid, what it is, my old man was a musician. He okay. was going out and she got in the doorway and she said, You got to choose between the family and music. And he patted her on the rump and he said, I'm going to be out late, hon. Huh? Don't lock the door. <laughs> she had made plans, however, for months with her sister in law. She had already found a place in Bay St. Louis, oh. Mississippi, which back in 1953 was a stretch away. Sure. 60 miles is a stretch. There wasn't yeah, an interstate. No interstate. Yeah, That's
3: yeah, right. yeah.
0: <clears throat> it's, it's life so all the way. Yeah. He,
2: when he came back in, as the story goes, there was, let me see, not a can in the cupboard, not a rug on the floor, empty and bare Wall to wall and ceiling to floor.
0: Oh, geez.
2: So he
1: was comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he was hip. Yeah, he was like, oh, I
2: get it. <laughs> and and okay. then I, I participated in some of the institutional uh, reality checks of that time and place, uh, St. Stanislaus. And then in my older teenage years, over here at Avondale Shipyards, and as soon as I was able to, I moved back to New Orleans. All my relatives were here.
0: Okay. Now Rosado is that uh, is Sicilian? That C- Sicilian, I was going to say. Okay. So uh, you're you're
1: Were your relatives in, in Orleans Parish? So they're all in or- all all of them uh, immigrated here in the early yeah. No, 1900s. but you came back. You said you came back oh. from
2: Mississippi, and your relatives were here in New Orleans. Yeah. What What neighborhood? Uh, Third in, third in Magnolia, first in Magazine.
1: Okay. So what ward is that? Oh, I don't it's
2: know.
0: kind of, kind of Garden <laughs> District sort of, or, you know, I don't know. First think, in Magazine
2: yeah, yeah. back in the 1950s uh, was uh, Irish still, Channel, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, and yeah. it was a bit of a rough and tumble place for my pop and his sister and brother growing up. Okay. Uh, my memories was it was just a chill spot.
1: Right. Now, what did your father
2: play? What instrument? Bass. Well, actually, he played every instrument. All right, here's the deal. My grandfather, who moved here from Sicily, was a professor of music. He taught all instruments. And he had a place on magazine. And uh, Annette, Frango, and Santo, the three siblings, all, were taught every instrument. Yeah. His preferred instrument was bass. Uh-huh. Bass fiddle or uh tuba. Oh, okay. But nice. they they did all learn how to play everything.
0: Very cool, man. So so that was uh so your father grew up in that that environment and he was a musician. Right, right. Very cool. So he did other things too. So and know. this is uh this is during the fifties? Well my sixties that your father turned your father. My,
2: my pop was uh he had the court of uh he had the houseplant at the court of two sisters in the late 30s.
0: Oh wow! Okay, going way back.
2: Yeah. All right. Nice. He was born in 17, so okay. By the late 30s, he was already a young man. All
0: right. Yeah. You're you're maybe like a, a generation older than me and Manny. Um,
2: One would probably consider a, a, that. Yeah. A, a,
0: about just, but a, only about that. Not not even uh, not, a
2: half a generation. Half a generation, maybe. right? Sure. Right? Right? 1950 versus 62.
0: There you go. There you go. 63. Right. Um, but uh, so. So, so you you wind up back in New Orleans as a as a uh, teenager, eighteen year old or something.
2: All right, there's a couple of other tales that <laughs> drop in that you'll enjoy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was expelled from the seminary when I was fifteen. Good. And the reason I got <laughs> expelled. Did you a solid? Expelled,
0: <laughs> Go ahead.
2: <laughs> the reason I got this was a seminary up in Jackson, Mississippi. It was a there were less than two dozen of us, but it was uh, attached to the coeducational high school catholic high school for jackson mississippi circa 1965 mm-hmm. well the 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 high school band in which i was a bass clarinet player we were asked to march in the comus parade of 1966 which was the last time comus marched through the quarters The band marched through. We had come down from Jackson, and all along the way, because this was up close and personal, it's through Mm -hmm. the quarters, Mm -hmm. were all my classmates from St. Stanislaus through Uh. the years passing me beers, which I Uh. simply passed through the band, which by the end of the evening, most of the band was certainly um, close to drunk, if not. Uh, I won't give any further details other than I was expelled from the seminary the next day.
0: All right. Well, again, they they, they probably worked out for the best.
2: It was okay with me. Right, 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 right.
0: Yeah. We had a an event that was mentioned a, a couple of shows back, Manny. I don't know if you recall when we had uh, Sidney Smith on at the 200th episode. Uh, he was he was talking about. Uh, Did
1: you go to his birthday party? No, I was out of town.
0: I was out, I couldn't I couldn't go. I was yeah. out of town. It looked looked like a good time. It happened this, well, this weekend. You know, uh, the yeah,
1: problem yeah. with Sydney is that he has these invites for his parties. Like you know, the party was May 21st, and he gave me an invite for it. Like. February twenty eighth. Yeah, we well,
0: want like, you to we want you to put it on your calendar early. I, I the thing is, you I, don't I, put anything on no, your calendar. I, you so know, if, if call, if,
1: you know, let, give it to me like five days before yeah, the party, right, and I'll right. remember. Well, yeah, I'll yeah. remember because I, I, I was there Saturday, twenty uh, first, and I looked at my wife, we're making dinner, and go, isn't it Sydney's birthday party? <laughs> she goes, oh yeah, it is. It's like, don't give me an invitation. That's why I've missed so many weddings.
0: Right, because they send the invitation yeah, to a year you, in you, advance. You need to know, yeah, just yeah, a few days. A okay. Yeah,
1: I just give right. me like 36 hours, 48 uh, okay. hours, and I'll be there. Okay, but, okay something but, Manny you know, can remember.
0: Six, short-term memory. Six
1: months in advance, right, right. I'm not going to remember this. Right, Anyway, well, you know? so, um, so then
0: you probably don't remember uh, him mentioning this this uh, that concert he's homosexual. that this concert that they had uh, back in the, in the early 70s. Coincidentally, when I was asking you about some some personal information, Rosie. you... You brought up this. It was billed as the celebration of life. It was held in McRae, Louisiana, like an hour north of Baton Rouge, and
1: it was a pro-choice concert.
0: It was. Uh,
2: it was. It was a pro-choice <laughs> get-out-of-bivouac concert. <laughs>
3: well, well,
0: so, so, so this this uh, this event. Not only were you at it, but they 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 had a, an article that was written on it a few years ago where they interviewed you, and you talked about that. You had already joined the military at that time. Now, so let's let's step back a little bit. So this is uh, what year? This is uh, this is 1971. 71. So um, you had received. This is the Vietnam era. Um, you it was going full was tilt. Going full tilt. You had received a draft notice. Mm-hmm. And what did you do?
2: We'll keep this one real short. Sure. I enlisted because I was under the misimpression that if the drill sergeant saw you were drafted, they treated you like shit but if they saw that you enlisted they treated you like better shit <laughs> so i enlisted okay um we'll leave that short enough <laughs> sure, there sure, sure. now i'm in uh not basic training but it's called ait Where, are you, it, ba- where are you doing fort training? puke fort Polk, louisiana okay. we called fort, yeah. puke.
1: fort puke i did yeah.
2: basic there and i also did ait there
1: yeah, but I got two brothers who were in the military. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well,
2: you know, Tigerland is what it's called up at Fort Polk. Uh, well, we're the I'm from L.A., troop.
1: so one brother went down to San Diego. The other one went to uh, Iraq. Oh. Uh, uh, from Fort Bragg to gotcha. Iraq. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: Well, so, to the point, real quick, um, I'm on bivouac, and a lieutenant comes out to the bivouac. A lieutenant who, by the way, had been... Uh, in your a, marching band a senior no he was <laughs> he was at he was at college mtsu where i had been i'm in the service he's in the service at the same time we didn't know it we, we run into each other right but i'm going through and he's already and this a is still year basic in basic training Year well advanced infantry okay. it's right after right. basic okay it's just eight weeks apart and he comes out to the bivouac. he says uh, there's some details back at the unit i need some volunteers or grab four friends and I looks at him. We had already have
1: four friends. Nah, I didn't. <laughs> I made some real quick. This was easy because we were getting out of doing some shit. Because I haven't had four friends my whole life. Yeah. I can understand why. <laughs> it's too, too funny. So, yeah, yeah.
2: so we jumps in the Jeep. He takes us back. He says, go grab your civvies. There's a, 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 a festival going on. And he tells us about two and a half, three hours from here by hitchhike, y'all can go. I'll give you a pass for three days. So that's how we ended up there. Oh.
0: Now, oh, so to, to give some 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 uh, that's cool. context on on this this thing, uh, this is 1971. It's planned. It's like in a cypress swamp area. It's planned for eight days. It's it's scheduled for eight days. That's <laughs> it's going to be out there. It's blazing hot. It's in June. Um, this is after Altamont had already happened, but. For some reason, the promoter still hires the Galloping Gooses, a uh, motorcycle gang from New Orleans, as security. <laughs> so, so they immediately. God,
1: that's a really tough name, Galloping Gooses. Well, yeah, not like you the know, hell's uh, angels or anything like that. Well,
0: uh, it's Galloping they, they, Gooses, they, 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 it's like a gay they, they, biker they, 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 club. Yeah, yes, I don't see. know if I don't know if I want to say <laughs> that, Manny. They, they they sound pretty dangerous, but uh, but well, bring them on, man. Well, yeah, no, not anyway. That's Manny Chevrolet mm-hmm. speaking, but. Uh, but uh so so it's you get there and and i read one other th- description of it where they said uh quint davis uh, brought a, a a busload of new orleans musicians to the to the festival and cuz he was met, not only had he had run a, a couple of jazz fests by that time but he was still a manager of a lot of people you know a manager of a lot of new orleans artists he brought them on They got off the bus. He took a look around. He said, get back on the bus. (laughs) They turned around and left. So you were there.
2: Mm -hmm. It was a sloppy, muddy mess. Um, We, who were there from my unit, we didn't give a shit. We weren't on bass. Yeah. And we were listening to what music they did have, which I, I can't remember. There were some blue lightning um, things coming off the stage. We were all tripping pretty heavily. Okay. <laughs> um, I oh, can tell cool. you what we saw, which we know w- wasn't real. Yeah. <laughs> but we enjoyed ourselves.
0: Well, I, re- I read you said, well, it was it was horrible for everyone else, but we were used to everything being horrible, and we, were, we had the right clothes, we had ponchos, we had water. <laughs> we were happy because there were girls and music, which was a much... <laughs> yeah, a huge improvement over what we were doing.
2: Yeah, and plus we were all getting ready to go overseas, so anything was great.
0: Okay, now you—you—I I saw a video where you were talking about enlisting, and you're saying you put in for stateside uh, request to go to California. Other than that, you wanted to go to Vietnam. Now this what, is
2: true, boy. You got into some weeds on me. Now,
0: um, now, now, what yeah. was
1: what was your where was your head at uh, politically? Um, you yeah, just, just got back what, from that concert. What were you That's where what were you was what, <laughs> what, I Where can, were I you can, coming can, from to okay, explain can, to
0: us how you know you were you were anxious to go to Vietnam?
1: Not anxious.
2: Okay. Right. No ego. Okay. This might sound uh, off, but in some sort of a Greek element. Uh, uh, a Roman element a um, you know you go through enough Latin classes and you read about different wars right mm-hmm. and then for myself growing up in the 50s with the John Wayne movies and all this stuff this was an element to test one's metal mm-hmm. uh, but that being said I have a duality on a whole bunch of things regarding stuff like that it's like well how can I it's kind of like you're on the top of a cliff and you don't have to jump right
0: Mm-hmm.
2: None of your friends jumped Right But you go Well that motherfucker jumped And if he can jump I can jump And you get to the edge of the cliff And you go Oh fuck this shit And you back up Well In many respects I believe I believe that That is what was occurring Culturally
3: mm-hmm.
2: I'm pretty certain That's what it was
0: Okay Right Right So But it seemed like Something that uh, The excitement the contradiction Okay Right on
2: I I went to demonstrations I demonstrated against the Vietnam War I knew that if it came down to the choices It was go to jail um, Say I'm not going to do it I'm a pacifist Go to Canada And when I say go to jail Just say I'm not going to go Good, put me in jail Mm -hmm. Or say I'm a pacifist Go to Canada Because I knew I couldn't get a Conscientious objector thing Uh, Slap me, I'll punch you Punch me, I'll kick you. Yeah, I mean, excuse me, but <laughs> this is going to go one direction.
0: They're not going to buy you as a conscientious objector yet. I'm right? not. Right. And I'm not. Okay.
2: Um, so therefore, it was a matter of, um, well, that was the choice. Now, and, and just for stuff you don't know about me, um, played football in junior college as a walk-on. Okay. Um, what college? Pearl River Junior College, Poplarville, okay. Mississippi, okay. 1969.
1: What position? What did they say I played? Or <laughs> yeah, did what did I play? You played them all, probably. No, right?
2: I played not jack shit. <laughs> um, I was the best member on the third string. <laughs> we, had a, we had a state champion team. We were undefeated. We were third in the nation. So uh, my being a walk-on, it was really, I was just an extra person there. Even though, yeah, I got a letter, I got a jacket and all that. Mm. But that was my mindset. And um, it was an easy leap for me to go from getting my draft notice a year later and saying, well, I'm going to enlist. And if I'm going to enlist, I want to be the baddest motherfucker in the area. So let me be foolish and do this. So I enlisted for one thing, but I got to jump school and they went, you got a fucked up knee. We're going to give you your year back. And I went, great. And then they said, do you want to go- getting back to your point? Uh-huh. They said, so while we get the paperwork straight, giving you your year back, because I had to enlist for three, not go for two. What does that mean? You get your year back. I enlisted for a certain training. Mm hmm and uh, special forces, which uh, I didn't do any of it because the first step in it before you even get to ranger school is to do airborne. I get to airborne, which is only a four-week run. And the like, first week they, they went, you can't do it. You, right, I was disqualified. Right, right. And I said, well, wait a second. If that's the case, you didn't let me out. They went, oh, no, no. We'll give you a year back. Because if you were normally just in for a normal draft enlistment or a normal enlistment okay. without guarantee of school, uh, okay, so it would be two uh, years. Okay, right. right, right, right. So uh, they said, so in the meanwhile, do you want to do details for the next six months while we get the paper straight? Or do you want to just go to your next duty station, which is Vietnam? I want, I'll just go.
0: Okay,
1: sure. All right, let's go back to that festival. You got a four-day pass, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Now, my dad, who... Uh, was in the navy in world war ii now he joined at a very young age and the war was ending so he never went and saw any battle or anything there and he was in pensacola florida stationed in pensacola florida he's from pittsburgh pa and they go through boot camp all that kind of stuff and he's 18 years old not even 18 yet and him and his buddy get a three-day pass and this is my dad's thinking, because, you know, this is where I come from. They went to New York on a three-day pass in Pensacola, Florida. They got some military flight, you know. Into they went to New York City, and my dad never went back. <laughs> he just,
3: cause the war he just ended. stayed
1: gone. The war had ended.
2: They must have eventually, however, come knocking uh, on the door.
1: Okay, here's the story. Here's the story, Rosie. Here's the story. <laughs> He gets his three-day pass. Him and his buddy go to New York. They're partying in New York. The war ends. The war's over. My dad's like, well, I don't need to go back to fucking Pensacola, Florida. Fuck that. So he, he hooks up with some redhead, shacks up with some redhead, apparently. He's living in Manhattan. Six months later, the MPs come knocking on the door, and he's shipped back to Pensacola, to the brig, to the brig and the fucking guards at the brig that he's at in Pensacola, Florida and there are German prisoners that they've shipped from Germany mm-hmm. to Florida in the same area there are German prisoners not like just regular soldiers but we're talking majors, colonels and all that kind of stuff you know they're trying to get info from them the US is trying to get any kind of intelligence from them for, for bombs and science and all that right. kind of stuff Debriefing Debriefing, yeah And the German soldiers are divided Between the guys like my dad and the brig And the German guys There's one fence And the German guys are smoking cigarettes on the yard And stuff like that Playing pinochle, playing cards And the fucking guards at my dad's brig Are making them do duck squats for a mile around the track all this kind of shit. And they're not the enemy. My dad just went on a three day pass and never came back. Oh,
0: making your dad uh, do Dusk Yeah. Lots yeah, hope, yeah. Right?
1: And they're treat the US soldiers like shit while these German, you know, commanders are like smoking cigarettes and just watching this go on and stuff like that. But you It's know, because you, they had rights as prisoners
2: of war that yeah. the soldiers didn't yeah. under the uniform code of military right. injustice.
1: But you came okay. back after your four day pass, right? You I did ca- what? You came back after your Yes, path. you didn't go oh, AWOL. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't yeah. go AWOL <laughs> yeah. or anything. Well, speaking
0: so. of AWOL, um, uh, Manny, this is time for us to, to take our little break.
1: Oh, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to go, Rosie. It's been nice. We'll see. So, uh... <laughs> no, no. We're going to take a break. The troubled nation knows what to do. I've got to take a leak like the Cooley Dam, and uh, we'll be right back.
0: back, back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Coman, yeah. back with our guest, Mr. Yeah. Rosie Rosado. Now, Rosie, uh, I'm not sure how many of these episodes you've listened to, whether you've just listened to uh, most of them or all of them. But, uh, or none of them. I'm sure you're... <laughs> I'm sure you're aware if you're of, like
1: me, it's none of it. I'm
0: sure you're aware of our uh, our history with sponsors, which has been spotty at best. Um and uh you know, sup- not surprisingly, we're back to our original sponsor, which is
1: Loose Change, Rosie.
0: Yes, loose change. Manny loose. was talking about the the Truman dime earlier. And, yeah. uh, you know, but it's it's not limited to dimes. They have uh, uh, pennies, quarters, nickels, half dollars, silver dollars.
2: Susan Anthony's.
0: Susan B. Anthony's. Susan very good. B. Okay, yeah. I like that. The, uh, she's very on the, nice. Very she's nice. on the 2 It's a dollar. It's still she, a dollar who's coin. Who's on the
1: $2 coin? Wasn't there a $2 <laughs> coin? <laughs> That's
3: a... The
0: three, uh, the $3 no, dollar bill. Yeah, no, but no. Uh, but anyway, whatever is it, whatever denominations of coins you have, whatever denomination you you may practice uh, as a religion, w- we will uh, take
1: Canadian coins.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah, long yeah. as you convert it to, uh, to 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 New Orleans coins uh, and and PayPal and uh, you know, again, we are a listener supported operation. So uh, you know, get some skin in the game if you're listening to the podcast. If it's worth your time, certainly it would be worth a little bit of support. So, uh, you know, we, we have the, the Venmo and, and, and PayPal links in the show notes and as well as on the, uh, the Facebook page. We also have the, the Patreon page. You can join. It uh, happens automatically because you're automatically going to listen to the podcast and you're automatically supporting it. Uh, anyway, uh, beyond that, you know, uh, follow us on social media—Facebook, Instagram—and subscribe to us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Whatever podcast you app. You don't uh, seem
1: like a social media kind of guy. Do you follow any of that stuff, Rosie? N-
2: not by many people's standards, but uh, I participate.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's on there. He's got a, a presence. I've got a
2: Facebook he,
0: presence. Got, that's got, all. He's got more of a presence <laughs> than you do, Manny. Oh well, um, that's good. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but so, uh, yes, uh, rate us, review us, you can, uh, give us five stars, you can say, uh, uh, fuck Manny I'm and Renee five stars so we <laughs> yeah. like that um, yeah. uh, what else oh and we have a, a shout out to a uh, longtime listener uh, big fan Bill Pichette uh, we've spoken about him before he really loved the 200th episode and uh, and reached out and wanted to support us said uh, that was well worth uh, some support so thank no, he's you he's a drug dealer thank you Bill, right? Bill Pichette? I, I don't think he is I think uh, he's an entrepreneur but uh, uh, okay. I think of the legal variety he's a, he's a do-gooder um, now, now now Rosie when you beat the the microphone against your head like that it doesn't play in an audio podcast if this this was on on uh filmed it would it would the joke would work better but uh it really just sounds like a like something is going wrong it is something is going wrong (laughs) terribly terribly wrong anyway um yeah i think that's that pretty much covers all of this and uh so uh Rosie, Back to our yeah, guest. Okay. You go to the, Vietnam, Rosie Rosano. Let's
1: fast forward to you've done all the stuff here. You're a musician. Yes. Right? You, you. Not yet. Not yet. But although there's an interesting Vietnam story to that, that's well, how I became
0: wait, wait, a percussionist. Wait, 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 wait. But yeah, let's that, get to the act, the action. Okay. So, so they so ship you, you to, over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They ship you. To, and where do you go? Da Nang.
2: I landed in Da Nang. I was there for three days. They sent me down to. Uh, I was in three core outside of. Uh, da- uh, outside of Saigon, 60 miles at Benoit, where I stayed with the first CAV for the first That's nine months. Air Cavalry? Months. First Air CAV. So Bravo, it's, it's, 229th Salt so, Helicopter. So
1: you're south of Saigon.
2: North, north west of, of Saigon.
1: North, west of Saigon. Okay.
2: And there was some, um, it was a regular tour, and then it got not regular for... A 60 day stretch called the Easter Offensive of 1972. If anybody wants to look it up, there's a lot of information out there. Knock okay. your socks off. And then I got sent with my unit to Da Nang for the last 60 days or so. Then I came back and I was at Fort Ord, California. Yay. Okay, me. let me
1: ask you something. Yeah, well, good for you. Yeah, you came Yeah, back, I lucked yeah. out. Let me ask you, something. I never understood why they call these tours.
2: <laughs> me, me either.
1: Ask, yeah, you're not in a pan.
2: Right, yeah, no, you're it,
1: not a roadie or anything like that. They
2: had a poster from the '60s. I don't know how old you are, but, but a tad younger than I by 12, 15 years something. I'm gonna assume. Yeah, he's
0: my I age. Thirty-eight. Okay. Yeah, we're the, exactly the same. Okay, age. thirty-eight uh, years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: there was a poster because every soldier had all these posters, years. and one of the posters we had was join, the, join the army, uh, take a tour, meet, go to exotic places, meet. Well, yeah. Blah blah blah. Well, remember that? But it shouldn't have been called a tour.
1: There was that great sketch on, I think it was the first or first or second season of Saturday Night Live, you know, where they said like the army and the military would have all these commercials, you know, join us, join us, and join us, and the Vietnam War ended by that. For sure. But uh, in '75, '76, I remember this one commercial says, "Join the Navy. It's 7.65 an hour." <laughs> <laughs> Where minimum wage was two forty an hour, mm-hmm. you know. So you know, but I, when you get back to tour, you know, it doesn't say, it,
0: right you doesn't know. doesn't give you the the, yeah. the full breadth of the picture. Yeah. So what were you doing there in, in air cavalry? What was your your job?
2: I was a door gunner in okay. a helicopter unit. I was actually the senior door gunner in my unit, uh, which meant I had a couple of more responsibilities than merely being uh, a door gunner in one side of the helicopter. <clears throat> we can keep this pretty tight in this fashion. Um, there were less than 50,000 Americans in country when I got there. Most of them were in aviation. Uh, it, the majority were in aviation.
0: Okay, it had become and, a, an air war by that time.
2: Um the infantry was no, pulling out. Because what uh, aviation was doing were taking uh Vietnamese soldiers in and out of the same places. Okay. We basically fought over the same real estate over it, and over year. Right, after hamburger year, Hill. month at month month after month. Uh-huh. Boom. Uh it was part of the
0: Vietnam Vietnamization of the war, right? It's during that time. <laughs>
2: Yes and no. Okay. The, the Vietnamization came a tad after. I, okay. I I went home in August of 72. Nam didn't, I mean, uh, Saigon didn't fall till April 29, 1975, I think. Okay. Um, but the Vietnamization that was going on did precede my getting there, and American troops were coming home. The body counts weren't high, mm. and... They were handing all the jobs over to the little people, which is what we referred to the Vietnamese. Okay. You could take 12 of them out in a helicopter instead of eight Americans or thereabouts, something like that. Um,
1: But were they really into fighting anymore? Fucking A. They were still fighting? Oh, fucking A. Okay.
2: Here's the thing. I had a great deal of respect for the little people who were fighting Sir Charles. Sir Charles was the North Vietnamese. Yeah, Charlie, yeah. And I, I, I salute them. The motherfuckers were hard-ass. They were for real. Yeah. Okay. And the people that were fighting against them, the locals, they were for real. Okay. Yeah. There was a lot of fucked-upnesses, but it had nothing yeah. to do with the people stacking against each other now, on the chessboard. Let me ask you a question. Chessboard. We can
1: get out of Vietnam after this. you know, We can move on. But um wasn't there. He wasn't there. I didn't know anyone. I I knew lots of people that were there. But what film do you think best shows what Vietnam was like? I've been asked that a lot. I can answer it quickly. Okay, good.
2: The first one that pops out is Deer Hunter because it puts into triptych form uh-huh. the way that combat affects all people. See, I,
1: I've always said that. I've always said that about Deer Hunter.
2: It's a triptych. One part of you comes back tad Cripple. One part of you uh, doesn't come back. It kind of is just on the edge of risk-taking. And the other part... Let him finish, though. Okay. And the other part is to uh, leave me be. The Robert De Niro is leave me be. I forget the dude's name who was in the wheelchair.
1: John Savage. He was, yeah,
2: that's yeah. part, everybody comes back a little, <laughs> little bit edged. And, come, and then the, the guy one that stayed over there. Back. He doesn't come back. The one that stayed over there. Planned. Yeah, plan, shoot. Plan, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. so like, don't oh yeah, roll think, the dice.
1: But see, I've always had this argument with people. Is don't you think that The Deer Hunter is just a film about how war affects people? It doesn't have to be the Vietnam War. Correct. It's just about war.
2: Yes, Vietnam is the metaphor through which yeah. it says what it says in, like, Greek terms again. Greek right. Mythology. But it's just
1: war. Yeah. Where, whereas a film like Apocalypse Now, does that show the real Vietnam?
2: Yes and no in this fashion. It certainly presented the big dilemma, which mm-hmm. was how do you go about a moral war? That's a contradiction in terms. Right. Mm-hmm. And how can you not simply cross over and say, fuck this, I'm just going to take everything out. Yeah. And uh, go for it. Yeah, this is not about tea. This is not about uh, making sandwiches.
1: Right. That's a great. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's a really good way to. And look I do there. think
2: that the dichotomy that comes out in a, you said apocalypse. Now that's yeah, what we're, yeah, talking. Yeah, okay. we're talking about. Okay. Is that element of Brandon and uh, Sheen? Brandon. It's and like Sheen, who's yeah. the good guy? Who's the bad guy here? Right. Nobody. And it. Pulls out, you probably know this, it actually draws heavily from Conrad's Josephine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's based on Heart
1: of Darkness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Loosely. I well, would say. well, there's a great documentary about Apocalypse Now that was made by Coppola's wife, mm-hmm. called Hearts of Darkness. Right, right. That's great. Where mm, she the yeah. difficulties of, of yeah making this right. and putting this all together and stuff mm-hmm. like. So I'm so glad you confirmed that for me because I've had so many arguments with people over the year about Deer Hunter, and Apocalypse Now, uh, and but there's also another great film that I saw. I mean, I see to me like Platoon, Platoon. Uh, I I. Me too. I just like really come on Oliver Stone it it
2: it's the weird it, it tries to sermonize I think yeah and I, it's maybe that's what he wanted to do
1: yeah.
0: Well. The absurdity think, of it. You, you think it's a more nuanced, more complex uh, uh, proposition than, than can be reduced to... Uh, I don't think
2: anybody can ever write combat. Well, he was in Vietnam, No,
0: I know, I know. Yeah, he I know. was in Vietnam. I, Oliver Stone, you're talking I about. I understand. Oliver Stone, yeah. But
2: even... In, in, regardless, I don't think anybody can translate combat into words successfully.
1: Right. Personally. <laughs> right. Excellent. Whether Excellent. it be
2: short story... Or other, I've attempted. I have not accomplished it yet.
0: So, and 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 just to you're mentioning uh, apocalypse now. So the Robert Duvall character, he's commanding the the that's air cab. That's the kind of unit you were in, right? like right? the my helicopters. Unit. Yeah, it's my unit. <laughs> that's that was no, the one they that are portraying was your my unit.
2: unit.
1: But you weren't a that's surfer. That's the
2: first air cab. <laughs> that was, uh, as a matter of fact, the same thing. And we were soldiers once, been young. That's my unit. That's the first air cab. That's the 228th and the 229th assault helicopters. Wow.
0: Okay, so we know what that looks like. We've seen, or, or at least we've seen a, a portrayal of, of your service on, on screen. But yeah, so
1: yeah. Duval's character, is he really doing death cards? Is he throwing out death cards? Ace of Spades, two Queen things, of Diamonds. Two things.
2: Um, ground pounders use them uh, more. Mm-hmm. But Flyboys also used them with abandon. Okay. It wasn't as specific as what that scene is. Yeah, which is hands-on. No pun intended. Right. Flyboys, we could just throw pamphlets out, which we did, of all sorts of stupid, trivial, trifling
1: adolescent all shit. Right, so you come home. What are you doing now? You come home to New Orleans.
0: Now, what is that like? What kind of shock, man? You're over there, uh, and you're back in New Orleans. Holy moly.
2: Again, boy, talk about not having words. Yeah. It's um, World War II, which your pop was in. They came well, no, back. They never did it. I <laughs> understood, but <laughs> yeah, but in, in, in that close. war, as you yeah. well yeah. know historically, they came back and they were here together. No, no. They, well, they that too, but that's bullshit. Um, there was. I love the fact that there were some volunteers with me at the World War II museum from World War II uh-huh. who leaned in and went. Yeah, we wasn't the greatest fucking generation. Yeah, <laughs> there, there ain't no greatest generation. Yeah. Step up and get killed. That's yeah. your turn. That's what their attitude was. Right. But back to it. They came back on ships and were able to digest and process stuff over a six to eight week period as they processed out. Plus, they frequently went over as a unit
3: to boot. Mm-hmm.
2: In Vietnam, they figured that that's not the way to do it. That it is better to roll them in and out individually. Mm-hmm. One at a time, one at a time, which is what we did. So when I got back it it went from um out of order basically um to this, but the juxtaposition of it was for me um boy there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of noise and a lot of light in America. Yeah, and I was used to a lot of not.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was jarring. Well, I mean, you've been through, and plus you've been through this experience that has changed you in some way, wouldn't wouldn't you say? I mean, and I'd
1: had no idea it had right. All right, so you're you you, you were in combat though. Mm-hmm. You're in combat, so you come home, and because the only Vietnam vets I've ever known in my life, to be honest with you, are guys who you know I was I. I was a teen a young teenager in the seventies and 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 I had neighborhood I was living in a west side neighborhood, kind of middle lower middle class neighborhood, and a lot of Vietnam vets came home and they all came home. They were either junkies. They were either junkies. (laughs) Yeah. they, They were junkies or they were borderline homeless. And and I befriended a lot of them because a lot of them were my best, you know, my neighbor across the street. His his brother, older brother, right, came right, home, right, right, came older home. Older brothers, yes, old came home a junkie, mm-hmm. and most of the junkies that I knew, for, who were Vietnam vets, basically blew their brains out. A lot of them it did. Yeah, a lot of blew their brains out. Uh, answering what isn't a question but kind of
2: a rhetorical comment out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of anomalies. I was not only the senior drug, I mean, senior door gunner. I was also the company drug counselor. And uh, when I was first asked to do that, I told my sergeant to fuck himself. I wasn't going <laughs> to anybody. And he said, no. He says, I know you don't fly with people who are drunk, and I know you don't fly with people who are junkies. You just have, you, all you and your friends do is smoke a lot of pot, and I don't care. That's what he said. Yeah, oh, I wow. said, are you serious? Long story short, I became the drug counselor. He says, good, go pick one of your best buddies to be the other one. So we had a unit mm-hmm. that was keenly uh, pushing against junkies, saying, look, you can go work in maintenance. You can go and supply. Yeah. But you can't fly. Yeah. Get the fuck out of our
3: way. Yeah.
2: And it, it was a matter of I had made waves early on before I became senior door gunner with uh, if you're drunk, I'm sorry. I ain't flying with you. I don't give a fuck if you're a pilot or if you're a crew chief. Get the fuck off my bird. Right. Let's fight. Yeah. It ain't happening. Um and, You want to come and, back alive, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I say that not with bravado or or whatever. It just takes a few times for people to realize, okay, don't cross that line because he'll call you on it. Um, um, And to your point now, when I got back... um uh, I, did I do smack over there? Fucking a! Yeah, they had good smack, really bet, good smack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you, <laughs> could, bet they you did. could you could smoke, you could snort it, and really just go to dreamland. You could put it in a cigarette and walk around smoking it in front of officers. Nobody could tell. You could be as fucked up as you want. It was just
1: everywhere. I mean, it was.
2: Yeah, by the yeah. time I got so there. So yeah.
1: was it that the enemy's thing though? Was that the enemy saying, "Let's give all these Americans Nuh. a bunch"? No, of yeah, no, that's there. American
2: teenagers going. What you got?
0: Yeah. <laughs> sure. sure, yeah, sure, we'll give it a shot <laughs> Really?
2: I mean, look, for perspective Since we are going down this rabbit hole mm. Your little finger, that, that last part of your little finger That costs the equivalent of $2 American Your thumb, the last digit That costs the equivalent of $5 American
0: What is that, opium you're talking no, about? No, heroin, oh, pure geez.
2: heroin yes. Real heroin yeah. um, And they had opium too we, we always had opium But because I was the drug counselor I knew when they were going to have piss tests, and there was a small oh, window. Oh, they had
0: those back then? Really? They
2: just started them. Wow. Crazy. And look, they coincided with the creation of drug counselors, yeah. at least in the Army. There was a three-day window. But we, as the drug counselors for the unit, would be notified. So uh-huh. we'd lean into our friends and go, look, you got three days to lay off. <laughs> okay. Lay off. The piss test
0: will be over. As
2: always, you back, know,
0: the Army yeah. always has a way to work it out, man. It, you know? <laughs> but watch the ones who
1: couldn't put it down for three days. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, bro,
2: you can't be in a flight platoon no more. Well, I don't yeah, know, well, man. Yeah, I'll, well, go, I'll go to maintenance. Uh, yeah. It's all good. Uh, yeah. But coming back, mm-hmm. coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing for me wasn't. Anything other than um, there was a a lack, a whole bunch of lack, a lack of uh, acceptance, I guess, a lack of understanding. Um, Well, fuck ourselves. We we couldn't figure ourselves out for the most part. There are some exceptions that I know about when I say that, Mm -hmm. personal exceptions. Mm -hmm. Those of my friends who served overseas Mm -hmm. who had a... uh, a uh, solid relationship uh, already, right? Yeah. Had gotten married straight out of high school or something. Uh, something of that ilk, those who returned to that yeah. seemed to fare a tad better. Mm-hmm. Um, those of us who came back single um, and without a, a, a profession.
0: You are just adrift on the wind. Yeah.
1: So there was no. Yeah. Was there yeah. no VA support then? or Oh yeah? no, no,
2: no, not no, at all. Okay.
1: Back all right. Face. So let let's, no. Okay. Let's let's go. You come home. <laughs> And what happens with the music, man? Nothing. Nothing happens with Not your music? Me. I'm well, a late bloomer. Well, now really? you, you, yeah. you
0: I, I heard that there was a, a Mardi Gras 1973 story. Uh, all, it, right. Uh, all right. Uh, all
3: right. <laughs> 1973. Uh, a good book into the military.
0: Here's oh, yeah, a good yeah, book in yeah, yeah, military.
2: Yeah, yeah. okay. You heard the story about the, no, I the haven't festival, heard. no the festival when I was in training. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. The, oh, the yeah, celebration yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, life. Yeah, yeah uh, the four-day weekend you got. All of
2: Vietnam happened. This is an 11-month run. I get back. I got five and a half months left. I'm at Fort Ord. God bless. I only had to show up once a week to say I'm here and go away. I get out right days before Mardi Gras 1973. My old guy, who's the guy that taught me how to do my weapons correctly so that they would never jam overseas my old guy the mayflower who lived in california Hmm. i says do you want to go to mardi gras with me (laughs) he says sure so we drive in i contacted uh tom shop and his buddy from uh, michigan i contacted dan isaiah from uh illinois carbondale illinois lefty from cleveland and his buddy they all showed up for mardi gras Seventy three. Nice. We our shows in Mardi Gras. We do the thing. We went to a few shows at the warehouse. Got freaked out by idiots shooting off bottle rockets. That's beside the point. Yeah. Mardi Gras Day where they wants to go see Bourbon Street. And I'm going, oh fuck. I take some down Bourbon Street. <laughs> We're walking down <laughs> Bourbon Street. I'm rushing them, bro. <laughs> and I look over and I see a fucking marks lot sign tonight, nine PM, Fess. Chris Owens. No Professor Longhair Professor.
1: Oh Professor Longhair I walks up It's closed
2: up Dude comes and Throws the door open What? I went Does this sign mean Professor Longhair's playing here tonight? He goes That's what the sign says I says <laughs> I Pulls out 20 bucks I said Can you save us a table? And I points to everybody And we all just got out the service Basically He goes Y'all just get out the service. (laughs) He's got some hair on him. And Uh I'm thinking this is one of them moments. And I went, yeah. He goes, keep your money. I got out about a year ago. Come back tonight at 9 o'clock. I'll get y'all in. I'm working Uh, the door. Sweet. We get back. We traipsed around. We get back. I see this massive line. I'm going, we're fucked. We ain't going to see it. I go up. Sure enough, he's on the door. He sees us. He parts the crowd, pulls us in. Professor Longhair is there at that table, Uh and we're in this
0: Yeah, right next to him. (laughs) Oh, wow.
2: And my friends have never seen anything like this. Right. And they were standing up and leaning over and... What um,
1: club is this at? I do Bur- if I
2: remember. Porter will remember. Porter was the bass player on it. Porter was the bass player. player.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm sure,
0: uh, I'm sure uh, Uganda Roberts was probably playing uh, congas on, on, probably. on the gig. Yeah, yeah, for okay, sure, Okay,
1: but it's on Bourbon Street. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great memory, man. That's and the club's sad. on the Rampart side. I know that now, much, too. Now, how many Hold of on. your soldier buddies, are, are they still alive today? There's guys who were at that concert?
2: Um, the Mayflower, Lefty, um... I'm not sure about Tom. I'm not sure about Dan. Um, But they're alive. But a handful of my partners from from
1: overseas are still alive. Excellent. That's fabulous, man.
0: Well, so, Rosie, in the the ensuing years, I I, I see you a lot. I mean, I've seen you at a lot of shows, but I also see you showing up in a lot of, like, uh, uh, service-oriented contexts, like uh, a lot of post-Katrina Stuff where you're you're volunteering, you're trying to help people out. I don't know. I mean, that's uh, that's the
2: worst thing ever, dude. One does what <laughs> one can when they can.
0: Yeah, but I mean, do you, you feel that's a product of of your you know your post. Vietnam life? Or, I mean, I don't know. How? How. how uh,
2: It'd be hard to separate that from other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, let's face the fact, I got kicked out of the seminary, so I had this thing in my head <laughs> about being like a priest, right? Desire to serve. Okay, and, yeah. yes. And I'm, also, I'm a
0: theme in your Camille. Life, Rosie. <laughs>
2: I went through Service, Hurricane yeah. Camille as a 19 year old. Hurricane Camille just beat the shit out of Bay St. Louis, and so right. I watched that whole community step up to the plate.
0: So that was post. Vietnam for no, you? No, I was before. It was before, Camille. okay, yeah, yeah free yeah. Vietnam. Okay, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Free. I, it's um, hard. I was a kid. It's hard for me to place it. And, okay,
2: and then. Um yeah, I do I do volunteer? All right, there was there's other elements. Yeah, I have volunteered thematically through the years.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he says that with it you says it such a cough cough to and
1: smiling like okay, we Yeah. He says it with such like a snarky... Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, no wait. All right, yeah, wait. All yeah, right, yeah, 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 here's
2: yeah. the 15-year-old me <laughs> <laughs> okay. at St. Stanislaus. Uh-huh. I got kicked out of the seminary. I'm back at the, the same class I was with before, but it's a new teacher, right, who don't know me. It's three days later, and he says, my name, Jay Rosado. And I go, that's me. He goes, Jay? That's a weird name. Does that mean the letter J? Blue Jay? Jay Bird? Oh, As he's storming down the fucking aisle and smacks the fuck out of me, knocks me out my desk. He says, don't get smart with me, boy. And I'm like trembling His name was His nickname was Vicious Canisius Brother Canisius
1: Catchy. <laughs> But
2: After a couple of months He realized I had this other element To me that he did like Because we took out The Chinchuba Institute For the Deaf Right Over there in Mississippi We oh, took yeah. all these kids out And each kid In his class Was assigned Two little kids So I had two little kids I was strolling around I'm kind of a Pied Piper with kids Yeah In about an hour I got 25 kids chasing me around this little play area, and the kids that were that that my peers who were assigned to there Mm too, they're just sitting on the side smoking cigarettes, watching me go crazy, chase the kids around. So there's an ease to that. Yes. Um, There's an element to that. What you're talking about the post-ida stuff,
1: right?
0: Well, yeah, yeah, all of it, man. I see you, you know, time and time again, man. It's like what Ro- Rosie lend in a hand, man. You that's know, right. Rosie, uh, y- you know, and, and in a, I mean, you know, AA talks about this. It has this, this idea of, of salvation through service. You know, it's like that's the way you get out of yourself, get out mm-hmm. of your own head is, is by reaching out to others. That And that's also
2: the stuff that comes out of veteran groups that I've been in. Uh, uh what do you call it what are they called group group therapies right 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah.
3: and and stuff yeah. like
2: that by the way, I do have to share something that's totally off kilter oh, okay. it's really wrong. it ties in because I thought about this earlier nice. troubled men podcast mm-hmm. okay right. yeah. was It's was really
1: wrong it is there wrong. was a stretch yeah when
2: I was uh uh in uh, a group therapy setting for couples, the thing we had in common was all the boys were combat vets and all the ladies were either married or about to be or living with for too long etc so one evening while we we're waiting for the therapist to show up uh my old lady's elbowing me tell him your stuff tell him your stuff because i had figured out i am never going to be a success at anything i had so many jobs you wouldn't believe it and uh they they encouraged me to do this bit of stand-up shtick that I had pulled together and I'm only going to give you the one joke. Uh, it's because uh, there's this mixed couples and I go, all right, here it is. Ladies, what's the most often phrase out of your mouth in the middle of the night to your husband? Come on, tell us the truth. And they're saying different shit and I go,
4: Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! <laughs>
0: <laughs> not sure I get that. But. Wake up. <laughs> It's the. the uh,
2: any lady Oh, that, oh okay. Yeah, now I get it. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, geez. Oh, oh, wow. Mind you, the ladies cracked up. The guys right. look at me like, yeah.
3: Right, yeah. right, right. It's
0: for. Yes. Yes. realities. Yes. It never goes hey, away. never goes away. Okay. That? Look at this. Holy moly, man. Boy, yeah, so we're happy. having
1: a party here. Oh, yeah. right? Come on in, ladies. Wow.
0: Oh, Man, the, Rosie, who knew this is uh, you know yeah. Snake and Jake's is uh, taking a taking a turn for the better. Wow, yeah, boy, it's, a, it's a whole new chapter here. Well, God, Rosie, I mean, what what a tremendous life you've lived, man. It's 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 really it's a mythic sort of life. Man. Mm, uh, it
2: has an element to it when I'm tripping, right? Right.
0: Well, you know, like you're you're talking about, you know, like the the uh, the the classical you know the 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 greeks and you know i i always think back to Patton you know where in the movie Patton where he's he's out on the plains he's talking about how alexander was out here you know alexander the great you know and he's he knows all these battles you know and like rommel you know they're all it's a, it's a there's a certain i don't know and i want to this
2: on that element i want to give a shout out to a person They're not around. They crossed over decades ago. Who started me on a trek back to uh, uh, semi-fitting in. Ben Ploger was the art teacher at Delgado Junior College years ago. And he had been one of the founding grandfathers of the American Art Therapy Association. Mm -hmm. His method of teaching was very... uh, uh, What is it? Um... Socratic in that you ask the question, you don't throw stuff at people right and in his doing so exposed myself and a lot of classmates to um a, a plethora of everything from across the educational uh uh map literarily and art wise and etc um, that was had. Got me to kind of where you were saying, helping people and doing things right. that kind of coalesced into, well, I can do that because I can't do anything else.
0: Nice man God That's, uh, that's great man I love, Well I, I can't top that Manny um, It seems like a podcast here We uh,
1: Yeah Rosie Let me just ask you one, one last question Is there an organization That you want to promote Right now We got 20 seconds Is there something Anything you know Veterans Who, Who's doing
0: for, good work For veterans Yeah who's, You know is, is Veterans for hookers
1: up? Hookers for veterans I like it I like yeah, it Yeah Let's establish that outfit Yeah okay. yeah 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 <laughs> No, yeah, girls I don't. for the boys. No, yeah. okay. okay, well, good. That's good because we got a lively group of oh, hookers yeah, yeah. right now. Oh, I see oh, that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's opening up.
0: Well, uh, Manny, God, I love the way this is turned here. It's yeah. Rosie, thank you so uh, much. It's, oh, it's a wow. dream come true. Don't talk about hookers. Yeah, no, no we no, love
1: hookers. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so, <laughs> so uh, uh, Manny, God, I love this. Was the way this guy is, guy is turning up. out. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Trouble never ends. The,
4: the, struggle struggle the struggle continues Let's get out right now <laughs> Galveston Oh Galveston I still hear Your sea winds blowing I still see Her dark eyes glowing She was 21 When I left Galveston Oh Galveston I still hear your sea waves crashing While I watch the cannons flashing I clean my gun And dream of Galveston To see, and is she waiting there for me on the beach where we used to run? Galveston, oh Galveston, I am so afraid of dying before I dry the tears she's crying. Before I watch your seabirds flying in the sun At Galveston At Galveston